Welcome to the show. Since her first release in 2004, Nicole Henry has established herself among the jazz world's most acclaimed performers, possessing a potent combination of dynamic vocal abilities, impeccable phrasing, and powerful emotional resonance. Nicole has toured in 20 countries, headlining at such venues as the famous Blue Note, Jazz at Lincoln Center, Blues Alley, the Smith Center, the Kravis Center, Jazz St. Louis, Feinstein's, and Madrid Jazz Festival, just to name a few. And that's an incredible accomplishment. These are the world's best jazz venues and music venues for live music. Nicole earned a Soul Train Award for Best Traditional Jazz Performance. Congratulations. As Thank well you. as four <laughs> top 10 albums on Billboard. Oh, my God. Jazz Week, HMV Japan and UK, Sweet Rhymes. Or excuse me, Sweet. I like Sweet Rhymes. Sweet, sweet Rhythms. <laughs> sweet <laughs> sweet <laughs> Rhythms charts. Her soulful interpretations have become a favorite with worldwide audiences and critics alike. Let me just read you a couple of these critic reviews. Stephen Holden of the New York Times raved, every gesture and inflection conveyed confidence and mastery. Time and again, she invested familiar songs with an extra fill-up of conviction and made you consider the words. Broadway World says, so powerful is her charisma, so unique is her personality, so rich is her music. So abandoned is her joy. And I just love that review. On her eighth career release, Time to Love Again, which was released in late 2021, Nicole performs an eclectic mix of jazz standards and she reimagines op tunes by a diverse group of iconic composers, including Anthony Newley, James Taylor, Rogers and Hart, Buffy St. Marie, Ned Washington, Stevie Wonder, and Joan Armitrading. Did I get that name right? That's right. <laughs> okay. It reached number four, the album, Time to Love Again, on the U.S. Jazz Week chart. And it remained there in the top 10 for 10 weeks consecutively. And ultimately was the seventh most played U.S. vocal jazz CD of 2022. Time to Love Again also reached number six on the UK Sweet Rhythms, not rhymes, <laughs> chart, and enjoyed worldwide play on both Sirius XM, Real Jazz, and Watercolor Stations. Nicole, welcome to the show. Before we get started here, uh, I wanted to mention that the album is Time to Love Again. We play, uh, you so generously shared it with us. And so we are playing every song that I could. I think I only, there's only one song I was not able to put on the soundtrack today. So the music soundtrack is uh, this award-winning album, this incredible special guest that we have today, uh, Nicole Henry. 
and the album is Time to Love Again, played for your listening pleasure throughout the show. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you very much, Jeremiah. Thank you. Um, that was a, a, a thorough and, and long introduction. I'm like, oh, no, that's me. That's right. That's me. That's me. <laughs> you, you know what's uh, to, to comment on, I mean, to comment on your comment, um, <laughs> that it's a long introduction. I always struggle when I look, when I read someone that about someone that's as accomplished as you are, I, I struggle because I don't want to embarrass you and read your whole, you know, your whole life story there for, for the listeners. But I also feel like it's, you're so accomplished and you've, and you've, you've earned every one of these awards, every one of your fans. And, um, and I feel like I'd do you a disservice if I didn't mention. No, you know, it, and it, and well, and I appreciate that because there are so many artists out there doing, and it looks like there are, I guess I would say, lawyers, doctors, you know, all kinds of professions, people doing amazing things out there. And so sometimes people might say, "Oh my gosh, you've been doing this for twenty years. I've never heard your name before." And I am never offended by that. So I, but I do. There, there is a twenty-year history of my career, and so I appreciate you sharing that. But um, but certainly there's there's bound to be gazillions of people out there that have not ever heard my name. So I appreciate you. And, and even if they do know my name, they might not know those accomplishments. I appreciate you. Right. Too. I mean, someone may come across your music or know your voice or, you know, go see you and, and you're, you know, on the stage, but yeah, but may not know. I mean, you're doing so much and you do it uh, with such passion, with such love for the arts that you know it's, it's it's nice to i think to to hear a little bit about i know i love reading it because i i'm in awe of what you've accomplished and but when i read when i listen to your music um i'd love to see you perform on stage which you're right in the middle of now we're going to talk about that in a moment um you, tell me where you are again because you Presently, I'm in a hotel room in Raleigh, North Carolina, because I'm uh, part of the cast of The Color Purple, this fantastic musical, of course, uh, based on the book or derived from the book The Color Purple by Alice Walker, 1982 book. And then, of course, the Steven Spielberg movie in 1984, 1985. Um, and the musical came out in 2000, like 20 years later. Like 2005 was the first round of it. Uh, second uh, revival was 2015 but this story is just so beautiful and i'm playing an incredible character Shug avery um she was the the blues singer that comes through town and has a bit of a reputation and uh winds up um sharing love and and a, a story with um the main character Celie. so it's just it's, it's just a wonderful production a wonderful cast and just a beautiful story to be told. So it's such an honor to be here doing that as well. So yes, acting is the the other passion of mine, aside from singing, um, not only the art, but as you said, I have a love for the art, but I also mostly have a love for people and telling the story of life and celebrating it. So so it's a, it's a balance of, of love for the arts and love for the art of telling life stories. Well, you just set me up perfectly. Are you looking at my my notes here? <laughs> um, I want I want to come back to your um, the character that you play in the color purple, and, and we're going to talk more about that in a in a moment here. Um, and I just want to mention for the listeners: if you are in North Carolina, 
uh, this week. The color purple, April 22nd to April 30th yes. at the A.J. Fletcher Opera Theater. And you can go to nctheater.com to get tickets. Um, another great review, Broadway World says that, Nicole, you should be standing on the biggest stages of the world alongside the biggest divas in the world. Everyone everywhere needs to be exposed to this magical force of musical artistry. Are you a diva? Would you consider yourself a diva? No, but people tell me that I should be because <laughs> too far. I'm like, no, no, no I, but I think of diva. Take the title. Yeah, I, right. I, I think of like, um, okay, I'm a diva. Where are my green MMs? Which I uh, was particularly peanut. But um, oh, what oh, color oh. MMs do you like? Just so we know when any of the ones that have the crunch in them, or the or the or the nut and the peanut in them. But no, have, there's not a specific color. Yeah, not a specific. Oh, and then they have these ones with the pretzels in them now. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, what are you so, doing to me? But um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. so, but I, I'm I, I'm I, I'm practicing being a diva. Yes, I'm a diva on stage with Miss Sugavery. So it's fun. I, I I learn a little more from my character than I realize. So I'll t- I'll walk away from this character from this from this show as a diva. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. That's great. So you'll be a diva by uh, May first. May first. Done. <laughs> okay so um you tell real stories through peerless interpretations of repertoire from the american songbook classic contemporary jazz popular standards blues and originals how do you do this nicole um how do you tell this i don't i think growing up, well, I mean, we don't know how we become who we are, if it's just who we are, or if it's some of the influences or what, what the balance is. But I, I'm a Pisces, so I don't know if that means like I'm really empathetic and emotional and so forth. But, um, but I grew up listening to a lot of soul music and class and, uh, and classical music as well, but, and gospel music. And I always feel that those genres, particularly, um, you you feel what they're saying, you know, when you listen to soul, you feel that gospel, people are talking about their belief, uh, religious belief. So there's, so I always was really connected to that understanding of lyric and feeling. Um, so I've, that's just what I've based my, 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 um, the basis of, of music, you know, of, of lyrics. Um, but then my love for theater too, you know, studying, text. I, I studied art, advertising uh, in college and I love text. I love copy. I love words because um, they tell a story and sometimes they tell a different story on different days. So I like to play around with, you know, storytelling mm-hmm. and, and, and really connecting uh, people's emotions and experiences to dialogue and to text. So, yeah. And it's just, I try to t- capture every moment of that. So musically, when you're storytelling, mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, you feel the emotions of its soul, of its gospel, uh, and that your audience does as well. But it comes to me, the audience, through you and your, your instrument, your voice, mm-hmm. um, you're also your body, you're conveying those feelings and those emotions. And then if I'm hearing you right, you're interpreting them in your own way through your life experiences, maybe, maybe subconsciously. And you are projecting those and showing us 
the story. It unfolds through these different um, tools that you have, right? As a performer, mm -hmm. as an artist. Does it change um, for you? Does, do you? Are you aware of how you tell that story, be it soul versus gospel versus jazz? Is there something, or is it just, it? it's a subconscious thing that flows through you? Is there, can you put a description to it like that? Um, no, it's just emotion. It's emotion and, and empathy. And empathy. I mean, I, I used to play cello and, and classical music, and I think it's the same thing. Um, you can tell a story without words as well. And so it's just really having a feeling for texture and how, how people receive things. It's like giving somebody a massage. Some people don't have that tactile ability to, to, to release something or to understand something. And, and fortunately I, 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 I I'm connected to words and to lyrics and singing in, in that way. So uh, um, it's a blessing. And I feel that way, you know, I can sing a Stevie Nicks tune. Um, so it doesn't matter the genre. It's really just a lyric to me and, and a melody. Yeah. So it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. And I, and yeah, and I love people and I think, um, and I love helping people understand what they're going through. Um, yeah, because we get you through mentioned it. Uh, empathy, and that just that just uh, stru stuck out to me, um, and made re me remember a couple of nights ago. I, I was watching an interview on sixty Minutes with an old interview with Jennifer Lawrence, and he he kept asking. I don't remember who it was, but uh, yeah, the interview asked, "What what do you you know? What's the biggest tool that you mm. use a lot and uh, as an artist?" And she said empathy and she, yeah. from, from her childhood growing up and this through life, just empathy. And that, that struck me as that is probably, it's not mentioned a lot. I've heard her mention it and you mention it. That's what I, you know, what I've heard, but I don't hear it a lot as something that an artist draws on. So that's very interesting. And, but it makes, makes a lot of sense. And a lot of people don't have empathy, so you know, so it's hard oh, for them to draw from. But don't get me started on that. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, uh, let's start. Let's stay on the theater here a moment, or switch to the theater um, because that's what you're doing this week in North Carolina, um, the color purple. But you return to the musical theater uh, following some pretty great critical praise. For different roles, this isn't your first role on the stage. You were in A Wonderful World, the story of Louis Armstrong, which debuted at the Colony Theater in Miami Beach, yes. in Florida, and also the North Shore Theater's productions of The Bodyguard and Smokey Joe's Cafe. Another amazing review, itemlive.com stated, for my money, Nicole Henry stole the show. Your eyes were on her every moment that she was on stage. So, Nicole, you perform on stage as an actor, but as we've also established, you're also an award-winning jazz artist. Why do you like those two art forms? Why have you chose to dedicate your life to these two art forms? Well, interestingly, I, I studied my second major at college was, was theater. Um, 
Um, but then I kept being invited to sing at different places and to record with different people. And so I wound up singing and I'm like, oh, well, I've been singing all my life, but I didn't think about studying music. So I found that music has an immediacy to it. You know, you can, you can get up and sing on the corner if you want to with a guitar or a track or something like that. And people will understand that you're a singer and they can feel something. Um, so there's an immediacy. There's a, there's a simplicity, a bit more simplicity to music. Um, theater, acting, on the other hand, you might get carted off if you stand there and start doing monologues on the corner. People might put a white jacket <laughs> on you and strap you up and take you off to some house. So, um, so yeah, the, so singing is an immediate, it, it, it just wound up being something that I did quick, more quickly than acting. And you have to be a lot more intentional with, with acting. Not that you don't have to be intentional with music, but uh, it just wound up falling into my lap in a different way. Um, and theater, you know, there it is. It, it's, a, it's a bigger production. There's a, there's all, it's always a production um, and it takes time and it takes usually a bigger cast. And so, um, but it's always been a passion of mine. So yeah, those are just two things that I just found that, that that's what I wanted to do. Now I studied architecture in college for two years and realized this is not what I want to do. So um, I feel blessed that I've found what I love doing and the mediums that I love to, to, to how I want to, give the world what i can give you brought up a great point right there at the top about music you can go stand on a corner and play and people understand you're a singer and you can affect them you said immediately you can make them feel something immediately is that why you sing do you think is that why you perform as a musician to make others feel what you're feeling yes. to share that yes to share understanding and hope and love enjoy that's why i sing mm. yeah of the two um art forms how are the disciplines different and how are they the same to you, you um know? i think they're well the one way that they're the same is that you know practice 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 and you're going to get better um well, if you have the skill, <laughs> you're going to get no. better. Uh, anything you're going to, you, if you keep practicing, you're going to get better. Anybody, but um, it's different in in a, in a you know music again in in the immediacy of telling a story. It's right there, right now. So you have, but but I think there is a an element of theater in singing because you have to understand the story mm -hmm. you have to be able to put that story it, it, it's helpful if as a singer you can put that story in different perspectives so as a female i'm telling the story as a a woman who lives in kansas who has her phd or you know and who's married and has a child or is getting divorced there's that story here's this love song but then here's a perspective of a, a man who's in love with a man you know there's there's always different sides and so people can understand the story from different perspectives so sometimes having that acting ability to be able to to be able to understand what it's like seeing a story from different sides or from different emotions or with a different purpose, you know? So, I, and then when it comes to live performance, I think acting, you know, there's, there's an acting element to it to a certain degree, but not like I'm up there doing like, you know, and I will always love you. You know, it's not like you're acting like that. I mean, just as far as adding your physicalness to it. Um, but yeah, there's, 
there's definitely different uh, ways to go about practicing and getting better at things. But um, but then you know, dialogue versus lyrics. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Is your your personal discipline. You see, you would have to be to achieve all that you achieve and to continue. You strike me as a person that is always looking forward and um, and looking for new ways to reach your audiences and tell your stories. Um, that takes a lot of discipline. What is your personal discipline? You're in a hotel right now in North Carolina. That's not where you live, right? Where do you live? I live in Miami. Miami. Okay. So you're on the road, you're traveling, you, um, a lot of times in strange cities, uh, you've, if I counted correctly, 28 tour dates this year. Uh, Probably coming up, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I forget what's past, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's a blessing. It's such a blessing. Um, but as far as discipline, it's really just putting the time in. I mean, you know, I had been working and working and touring and performing. And all of a sudden I wake up and I'm like, wait, I haven't released an album in eight years. What have I been doing? And it, But you get caught up. So, you know, when you're in this industry um, as an artist, unless you're under some contract, basically you own your own business. You have, you have to come up with the product. You have to say, oh, yeah, it's been two years. It's been seven years since I've created a new album. Um, or you have to look out for the castings or you have to look out for your agent. You know, you have to, you have to get a, booking, uh, a talent agent. You have to sometimes, I understand that people who maybe their agents aren't calling them for auditions. You have to look in the, in the rags and see what's coming up, who's, what shows are being released, you know, make sure you get on the audition. So you are in charge of your career as an artist. So that's the different thing that people get. You know, I remember one time I told somebody, Oh yeah, I'm a singer, you know? And they said, Oh, what do you sing? I say, Oh, I sing jazz and, and blues and da, 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 da. Oh, okay. So that's cool. Well, what do you do during the daytime? <laughs> and i just was like speechless and i'm thinking oh right yeah i just stand up and sing that's not your industry you have no idea how it all happens and it's it's most of the time for us entertainers and artists you're working 50 60 hours a week to make it happen and especially nowadays you know people expect you to market it and you have to do the social media marketing and you have to make the flyers and all this other stuff and it's like oh, really i'm now i'm more than just you know so it is a business it's a business you do a really great job and that's the that's the little man or woman behind the curtain pulling all the, the levers right that you never see exactly. um but it, that's what I meant about discipline. Walk they, as a <laughs> there's, there's work. What's that? I said, yes, you don't just arrive as the diva. Right, you, have, right. you don't just step on stage. You don't right your nails done, stuff like that. Yeah. Guy, guy, any, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, would it be any fun if it was, I mean, I guess it would be if you were Whitney Houston and you, you had 20 people around you and you could step on stage and, but you're still, that's a lot of work managing all those people and all those different personalities and, and then your own, you know, and trying to keep folk, keep uh, centered as an artist. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I commend you. I think your website is amazing. Um, okay. And I'll send people there uh, too when we go to break here. But uh, that's what I was talking about discipline. I mean, and you're on the road. Um, does it wear you down? And how do you keep that? You know, you got to perform. Um, the show must go on, as they say. And even if you don't feel good and you're 
and a new city every other day. Are there tricks that, for you that you keep positive? You seem like a real positive person. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, for me personally, I mean, I'm, I'm really into physical health as far as um, working out. In fact, I, I seem to work out more when I'm in hotels just because it's like, it's right downstairs. So, uh, so I, physical health is important to me. I think mental health is important. Not, I think I'm, I'm, I know mental health is important to me. So meditation for me is, is how I go about doing that. I also love cardio and yoga and stuff like that. So sometimes just being in that repetitive motion of some kind of physical, uh, cardio kind of workout mentally does something for me too. I used to run a lot. Um, uh, and then, yeah, positive attitude. You know, I think those, those two things right there keep you positive and keep you, uh, balanced. Um, what else? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I try also to not do things like regret or worry because that's just a waste of time. You either try to fix something or move on and just stop yeah. complaining or, you know, um, but that comes with life, I guess, and experience and practice. <laughs> well, you know, that last thing you said that just try to keep positive frame of mind and not complain, not worry too much. You, you'd be surprised how, if you can train your, your mind to stay in that track, how it changes your outlook for everything, right? It, it is, that's another discipline. Yeah, um, but, so, Nicole, you are uh, playing Shug Avery in the color purple. And you are, in fact, in North Carolina at your hotel room um, in the middle of the performance. Again, you play Shug Avery, uh, the color purple, April 22nd, April 30th. Um, at the A.J. Fletcher Opera Theater. So what, Suge Avery, I mean, you, you mentioned the character. She's a diva. She has maybe a questionable past. She's a, a, a real jazz singer and performer and, um, and lives up to that name. What do you like about the character? Do you... Are there similarities in character? Do you relate or do you um, relate and say, this is a lot of fun. I, I'm, I can play somebody that I'm not. Yeah, no, there's definitely, there are elements. Um, I think one of the, one of the tricks, not tricks, one of the practices that you do as an actress is when you have a character is that you try to find the ways that you relate to that artist first or, you know, the character first. And so there are ways of course, like you said, she's, she shares her joy for the world and her understanding of the world through music and has chosen to choose music as a way to communicate with people. So right there, that that's a big yeah. similarity. Um, she has a faith, her, despite her reputation, which I'm not, I can't say that I am relating to her on that level because there's a song that introduces me to the stage. It's like, um, Suge Avery's coming to town. Lock up all your men and your young boys too. She ain't got no friends, just the one she screws. Suge <laughs> <laughs> Avery's coming to town. Uh, it, it's so basically people have talked about the whole town has talked about her because she's had a few children out of wedlock, and they they but then they assume that she's just a, some basically a a, a, a whore, um, not making money from it but just guess she gets around um so i can't relate to her on that level but um but uh 
What an introduction to the uh, stage. Oh, though. It's, oh, it's a great it's a great practice for me because all I have to do to get into character is sit there and listen to the whole song and be like, mm-hmm, yeah, this is me. <laughs> yes. And she's tucked in a little, a little tipsy. And uh, and um, yeah, so that's that, that, that's a fun role. Um, but yeah, the, let's try and think what else about the character. She speaks her mind. So I, I appreciate the, that about her. And she, her foundation is in, in a God-based foundation. Her, even though her father's a preacher and she doesn't talk to her father anymore, she still has a foundation of God and, and that the world is a blessing and that life is a blessing. And she seems like she's always willing to learn. And you see her growth in the show. So I do, I do love that about her. Mm-hmm. Have you added anything to the character that's uniquely you that maybe the audience wouldn't know, but that you know? No, you know what? That's that's interesting. I haven't thought about that exactly, but I know I have in the development of it. I haven't thought about it since we've put it up because it was literally like a, a 10 to 11 day prep and rehearsal time. So I came in with what I had in my mind and then I had to jam in staging, direction, everything else and put it up. I haven't had time to like, this is literally my first day off and I haven't had time to decompress and look back and say, okay, what did I add to Shug? So that's a good question. I, I can't, I'd have to stop and pause for a minute to think about that. But yeah, that's a good well, question. If you are in North Carolina, uh, Anywhere in North Carolina, make it to to the uh, A.J. Fletcher yes. Opera Theater, uh, NorthCarolinaTheater.com, because, oh. yeah, my special guest this hour is world-renowned jazz vocalist, Nicole Henry, and she plays Suge Avery in The Color Purple. It returns uh, to the theatrical stage in North Carolina's theater's production. Great reviews on this, Nicole. You can get tickets at nctheater.com. And we will be right back with more with Nicole Henry. myself cause I love you yes I do and when you give me that sexy little pout it turns me inside out there's something about you baby I don't know isn't it amazing a girl like me can feel this way tell me how much longer it would grow stronger every day I thought I was in love a couple of times before With the boy next door But that was long before I met you Now I'm sure that I won't forget you And I think my lucky stars That you are who you are Not just another lovely baby Set out to break my isn't it amazing a girl like me could feel this way? Tell me how much longer should it grow stronger every day? 
Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hey, this is Jeff Scott Baxter. We all need to keep our veterans, men and women who serve, who are on the wall and who were on the wall in our hearts at all times. Sometimes they need help. There are a number of organizations that are dedicated to helping our veterans. Please open your heart and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected and that you won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Hello, this is vocalist Nicole Henry, and I am delighted to be making my debut at Birdland in New York City, July 10th this year, 2023. But I'm also so very excited to hear that Birdland is making a new home in on the West Coast, out in Santa Barbara. And I can't wait for it. And I can't wait to have two new Birdland homes. So congratulations and good luck on the build out. And I'll see you there. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. the jeremiah show my special guest this hour is nicole henry she is a uh, jazz artist she's an actor she's currently in north carolina on the color purple on stage with the color purple it's uh playing from april 22nd to april 30th so if you're out there aj fletcher opera theater nctheater.com we're also playing her album time to love again on banister records we're playing it throughout the interview today. Uh, you just enjoyed when we came back here. Uh, we just came back with Wild is the Wind. We went to break with Your Smiling Face, another great, great song. I love what you did with that. Nicole, welcome back. Thank you very much. Great to be back. And thank you for playing those songs. Yeah, I love them. Uh, why did you decide to, and how did you decide? Are these some of your favorite songs? Or how did you pick the the artists and the and the and the various songs that you put on the album. That's, 
That's funny that you just asked me that because I was just about to say thank you for playing these songs and those are some of my favorites. Of course they're my favorites because I picked I picked on the record. So it's, so it's like a, I was about to be redundant in my statement. So uh, yes, of, of, they're definitely some of my favorite songs. Um, James Taylor has like a, a catalog that can just continue to be explored. Uh, Joan Armitage, which we're going to hope maybe we'll get to that song. Um, this tune is called Love and Affection, and it's a tune that I learned probably back in 1996 from a mixtape that an old boyfriend gave to me for Christmas. And I just have always loved that song and I've always wanted to find a way to put it in my show and or record it. So that's a great tune. Um, so yeah, I mean interesting uh, your old boyfriend and you picked that song and I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're, I don't want to give him credit if you did for the song being in the catalog or in the in the album if that's not what you said, if I read between the lines. But is it interesting though how it probably brings up some good memories, maybe some hard memories, but it, it's a timestamp, right? On that relationship. Isn't that cool how music does that? I love that. That's what I do love about music. Sometimes you can like remember when you sang that song endlessly, you know, where you were and like, you know, there's certain artists that I go jogging to or that I did the, like, a, a certain hike to. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I remember that hike in this state or whatever. Why do you think that happens? Is, have you thought about that? Music is. That's what music is. It's just capturing a moment. And, um, and people, people go to music for certain feelings. You know, I mean, I think there are more there are more fans out there, music fans out there than than even musicians themselves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so many people who just have such a connection to music and can make a playlist like this, but you know, don't happen to be musicians. So yeah, music is so meaningful. It's the great equalizer. It's also the great connector, you know, uh, wherever you're at in the world. So um, I think this album is just incredible. Uh, you re- have recorded also, not only on this album, this is your, your eighth album, right? Yes. Crazy, um, and you you know as i read in the introduction at the top of the show you've won a, you've been on the billboard ch- charts the billboard uh you know top 10 you're top five four i think you were number four uh you were on the for 10 weeks straight and you've recorded with some pretty amazing people can you talk about some of the great musicians that you've collaborated with nicole well i'll, I'll start with this album what i love you, you said something about a timestamp and what I love about this album is, um, and this is the album that I, I I released. I hadn't put out an album, a studio album. I hadn't done a studio album in like ten years, um, but I had done a few live albums. But but this album has my core band that I've been working with for about the last twelve years, and of recently, you know, this album came out. We recorded this album in two thousand twenty one, and even two thousand twenty as well. And then the pandemic happened, of course. Um, so, but since then my bass player has moved to LA. Um, and so that core group is never going to be the same anymore, but I'm just glad that we got a chance to capture it because, but we still tour all over the world together. Um, and a lot of the songs we arranged as a band, you know, I come to the band and I say, you know, I want to do this song but I want to do it in this tempo. And, you know, obviously I change keys often, but I, I, I feel like it needs to have this. And so the band will just start rehearsing. And then we say, Oh, let's go to this place. And let's go to this place. And let's repeat the chorus here. Or let's do, 
you know, let's slow it down here. And so it's really a collaborative effort. So on piano, and he also produced it and did a fantastic job, is um, Pete Wallace, who I've known since college. We went to college together at the University of Miami. Um, on upright bass is Eric England, and he lives out in, in uh, L.A. now, but he's from New Jersey originally, but he's also a grad of the University of Miami but much uh, when a few, year, a few years later than me. Uh, on drums, David Shiverton. I met David when he was in college still at Florida International University, and it was my first big band concert that I had ever done. But since then, since meeting him, I was like, wait a second, who's this kid? And he's just, I've been with, he's been my drummer pretty much since then, but uh, off and on. No, maybe that was 2008, actually. 2006 or 2008, but anyway. He's been my drummer then. And uh Does, he's, is he on this album? He's on this album? All over that album. The drums are great in this. They really stood yeah. out to me. Yeah. Aren't they? He's yeah. just amazing. And he's been touring the world with Sheila E, Marcus Miller, um, is it Richard Hammond? It's a gospel artist. He's just he's he's definitely a go-to drummer now. Yeah. And he's just yeah. at the yeah, university. Very talented. He's teaching now. And then Aaron Libos on guitar, who I've known him since 1998 when we used to, when I used to go around the, with my guitar in Miami Beach to all these open mic places. And we <laughs> original music band together back in 2000. So he's just been a friend of mine for years. So it's, it's just great guys. I love them and I uh, thank God for them. And yeah, just great players. Something very special about a band, your band, right? Such a family. So that you've you've played together that long. Well, you grew up in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and you immersed yourself in arts very early, at a very early age. But you also sang in church, uh, in school, and studied the uh, cello and the and and ballet, which I can see just from your definitions in your the definition in your arms. You're probably a great dancer. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so why did those art forms though more the art form of music stand out and attract you more than you know young kids are interested in so many things from sports um you know to whatever you know whatever mm -hmm. you were drawn to music well, you i was drawn to that? yeah yeah, I was really drawn to everything my mom was real supportive of my sister and i doing anything we wanted to after school so we did and i was like who wants to go home you know and sit and watch tv so we did my sister and i did all kinds of things after school i mean i did play sports i played basketball softball um then i also did like competitive cheerleading which was fun um you know student government i was president of my class i did all i think i did like 16 uh what is this like different um, extracurricular activities. And I also wanted scholarships to go to college. So I was like, let me just do everything. But, but I really loved it. I loved getting involved in schools and community stuff. So, um, so yeah, like I said, I, I, I didn't think music was going to be my thing in life. Um, and when I went off to school, studied architecture, you know, it was like, we, we had a high SAT scores and high grade, you know, school Thing. So it was like, oh, I must be some kind of academic or, you know, and uh, didn't didn't know that you actually could get into the art world 
by doing art. Like I thought you just got discovered. I mean, I wasn't a visual artist, but I thought as far as music goes, you just got discovered somehow. Somebody just found you. Um, so I didn't realize there was a path to even theater. You know, I didn't realize studying acting, then you can go to New York or act locally and then go to New York and do blah, 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 or go to LA and do, you know, X, Y, and Z. I didn't realize that you can start a band locally and then really want to get into writing or recording. And then, so I didn't know that there was a pathway to it, but it really kind of just found me. So I was really lucky. Do you think it suits you all the different things that you have to do for your career uh, from acting to music? You're making it happen, you know, and you've, you've, uh, as we talked about earlier, there's a lot of discipline there, but there's a lot and a lot of things, a lot of different hats you have to wear. It sounds like you were, uh, I don't want to say overachiever because that's, that almost has a negative connotation, but you were a, you were interested and had to see how things worked and to make it happen. Right. Yeah, you like the process of, of, of working on the craft, it sounds like in your craft and, and, and you in your yourself, it sounds like all these things, they benefit you, right? You, you go after interests. Uh, yeah. you, I'm really, I'm really, uh, I feel really blessed that I love life that I'm interested in doing, you know, cause some people can't find the motivation. And yeah. so I feel really blessed that I love working out that I love staying busy um sometimes it's to a fault but i i'd rather be that way than the other way like sitting around and wishing i had and not knowing what i want to do so yeah i think it is a blessing and i don't take it for granted well uh, so we're going to take another real quick break we're talking to nicole henry world-renowned jazz vocalist and actor she's currently uh performing in the color purple she's the character Shug Avery and you can go to nctheater.com and and get your tickets her new album time to love again on Bannister Records and I'm going to tell you how to you know go to Nicole's website I just love the website I, it's it's got everything that you could ever want to 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 start your education of Nicole Henry and her her incredible life and her incredible music. You can subscribe as I did a little while ago uh, and listen to her music, play her reel um, and find all her social media. It's NicoleHenry.com. And we're going to come right back with a little more from Nicole Henry. And I'm going to take you to break right now with her song off of her album, Time to Love Again, Midnight at the Oasis. Anything you want to say about the song, Nicole, before we go to break? Oh, I love that song. I love that song. Um, did we do a music video for it? No, we, we took some photos for that. Uh, Midnight at the Oasis, the lyrics are so fun. You know, the, it's a song that some people will recognize from the 70s. Um, and then when you hear it, you're like, oh, these are the lyrics. <laughs> so, so I hope you enjoy it. Yes, please. Yeah, enjoy. Here it is, Midnight at the Oasis. Stay with us. Uh, come back on the other side. And we're going to be coming back in with... Feeling good. Really great song. We'll be right back.
Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio. The Jeremiah Show airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. Core Radio dot rocks. Hey, everybody. I'm Art Alex Hux from the band Everclear, and we're going to be on tour this summer. Hope to see you guys out there. Take care. Hello, this is Nicole Henry. I am excited about my new CD, Time to Love Again, and I hope I can catch you on tour this summer. But meanwhile, continue to enjoy The Jeremiah Show. Take good care, and I'll see you soon. And we're back with The Jeremiah Show. Flying high, you know what I feel Sun in the sky, you know what I feel Breeze drifting by, you know what I feel It's a new dawn, a new day, a new life for me And I, I'm feeling good Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. I am with uh, Nicole Henry. She's just a... Not only amazing jazz vocalist and actor, but we're getting to know her a little bit, and I think you'll agree with me. A really good person too, and it's fun to fun to get to know her here. We just came back in with "Feeling Good" off of her new album, "Time to Love Again." I encourage you to go uh, go pick that, pick up a copy for yourself, and uh, play it on the great Friday nights, long weekends, uh, nice bottle of wine, or or. Uh, a nice fire I and mean, it's just a beautiful beautiful album and uh nicole your vocals are just amazing on this uh so much so the miami new times named you as best solo musician although you're not solo on this album you've got a lot of great band members with you hey i was just looking at the list of of clubs you know blues clubs jazz clubs that you've played at some iconic names like blue note um, have you ever played at Birdland? That's funny that you mentioned that. I have a show coming up, my debut at Birdland. Really? July 10th, a Monday night. Yes. Huh. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've been there a few times and called a bunch of great shows there. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, it'll be my debut. That's so. amazing. Congratulations. Johnny Valente is a really good friend of mine. Oh, how fun. Oh, fun. I've met him on a number of occasions. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to having a good time there. Yeah, great. So what can you give me a Birdland memory that you have, a good memory of seeing an act there? How old were you? And Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a woman, so I never mention my age. Um, so, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think. I've, I've seen Freddie Cole there. I've seen Kurt Elling there. Um, I've seen my dear friend, oh, not my dear friend, a friend of a, a dear friend of mine. Um, Wendy Moten was recently there. I've played there. Actually, I have played Birdland. It was with a a vocal, not summit, like a, a vocal night that, um, that, that uh, Lauren and um, 
Oh my gosh, I can't believe their names are escaping my mind right now. I think it's uh, I think it's something in the air. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Manhattan Transfer. Janice Siegel, Janice and then Lauren from New York Voices. Um, they were doing a vocal vocal mania. And so I did play there. That's right. I did sit in, not sit in, I I had a night there with them. So I guess I did sit play there before, but it wasn't my night of Nicole Henry. Um but yeah, I think I think it's a it's a fabulous, of course, a historic club. I love the stage. I love how the stage is set. Yeah. Well, yeah, John, we've done a, quite a few shows from with Birdland um, artists and with Johnny. He's just such an amazing. Oh, I love it. No, no, he runs a great club there. Um, and then I'm actually Jim Caruso, who has a Monday night there. He is so fun. He's just a really clever host and entertainer as well. Singer. Um, he is a Monday night thing that he does. So he actually is the one that br- brought me in to do my Monday night. So I'm excited to. Cool. So uh, let me ask you, Nicole, where do you go? When you write music, when you're singing music, where do you go when you're on stage? Mm. Physically, uh, in your mind, are you transported anywhere? Are you are you uh, electric and alive and mm. conscious of those in front of you, or do you go somewhere where you know you 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 take? Yeah, you, you know somewhere. And the performance. I think the stage is a magical place. And I mean, you're there, you're there on stage, but there is a, there's like a, it's a takeoff. Like you feel like you've, you blast off into another place. Um, and there are sometimes even after getting off stage where I'm talking to people and I don't always remember like the conversations because it takes so a while, a while sometimes to come down from that place that you mm-hmm. get blasted off to when you're um, performing especially on those nights where you're really like, whoa, where were, you know? So musically there is, there is a place that we go. Um, and I think the audience goes there too, where you're really, you're transported out of. Yeah. It's just music. When it's you, music. do you sing alone? When you're alone? Not normally. Mm-mm. No, no. Nope, I never sing. Not never, but I seldom sing to myself. Um, no, I sing if I'm practicing and if I'm warming up. But I'm never. I, I very seldom sing to myself, and that's one of the reasons why I actually I'm going to start taking piano lessons so I can and and try to play my guitar a little more. But usually, I'm if I'm doing anything with music solo, it's me studying songs to put into shows um or listening to new music to be inspired for new songs yeah mm-hmm. but seldom do i sing to myself yeah unless mm-hmm. i'm practicing <laughs> okay. yeah but that's that's not normal i mean i mean that not i shouldn't say that's not normal that's not I, there, there are people who you know vocalists that love singing all day and i i, I just don't i mostly sing for other people i don't sing yeah. for myself huh. that's it i to me, I'm just curious about an artist, especially a music artist, if it's, you know, if you, if there's this personal thing with music that you have too, that you don't share with your audience, um, mm. you know, the, the connection that you have with the music, you know, elevating moods, or if you're in a, if you're sad, you know, sad, or you're happy, just wonder uh, what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 
funny because it's very strange. And I've talked to other musicians about this too. I actually don't go to music for comfort or I don't go to music to feel a certain way. Now I'll go to music when I have stretches of time where I'm going to be Sometimes if I'm in nature and I want to hear music or if I'm going to go running or if I'm going to go biking or if I'm going to go hiking for hours, I want to hear music. So I'll pick soundtracks to that. Interesting. I, I don't always like, okay, I'm going to go out and let me put on my, my dance list to get hyped for the club. Or, um, but, and so it, it's, it's interesting that I don't. That is interesting. Or, um, but I know a lot of people do, and 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 I go to music because I want to communicate with people, I, and that that's why I sing. I use music as a way to to share my feelings in a large, you know, to be able to do it on mass. Yeah, that that's really interesting that perspective. But I can see that you know I can see it's it's a way for you to connect with people. And you've used it like that forever. So, um, and you do it so well. So I was listening to one of the songs and forgive me for, I should have jotted down the title, but one of the lyrics I believe was, and it made me think about this situation. So I wanted to ask you, it's, I believe it was something about rain on your face. Do you remember the song? Yes. So that is Love and Affection. And that's the tune written by Joan Armitrading, the, the mixtape song. Um, and she says, I am not in love. Well, well, if I can feel the sun in my eyes and the rain on my face, why can't I? Why can't I feel love? If I can feel the rain on my face and the sun and feel the sun in my eyes. Why can't I feel love? Mm. And that's just such a sad, beautiful way to say, I'm, why can't I fall in love? Because I feel love because love is yeah. in sun. Yeah. I believe that the maker of the universe, the world made sun and rain to make this universe, this world that we, so we can feel that creator's love for us, for nature, for life. And, but why can't I feel love? And it's such such a sad, sad picture. It's so, you feel that. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite lyrics in that song. Yeah, I I felt it too, as soon as you sang it and, it made me think, I want to know what the very first thought that Nicole, like what comes to mind when that lyric is read to you, like what comes to your mind? I think you just explained it um, uh, in a beautiful way. Heartbreak. It's heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. <laughs> oh, it is heartbreaking. It's, it's beautiful. Right? Beautiful. Yeah. And you know what's so, co- what is so, uh, the coincidence right now we are actually going out with that song to our last break so right. timing was perfect on that one uh, and here it is love and affection we'll yeah. be right back really dance really dance now if i can feel 
check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi, my name is Zara Knight, and I'm with Farm Jam Music Festival. I'm Greg Knight, and I'm with Farm Jam Music Festival as well. Real farm, real people, real music. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to The, the Jeremiah, Jeremiah Show. Show. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of The Jeremiah Show. So listen. Over time, I've been building my castle. Of love Just for two Though you never knew you were my My reason I've gone much too far For you now to say That I've got to throw my castle away Over dreams I have picked out a perfect come true. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. Unfortunately, it's our last few minutes with uh, Nicole Henry. She's an award-winning jazz vocalist and actor. She's uh, and so much more. We really enjoyed getting to know you this hour, Nicole, um, a little bit and. Want to have you back when, whenever you like, and get out here in California more. There's only, I was talking, we were talking off break there. I was looking at your, your 28 dates that you've got on tour, um, and let me tell you how to go to nicolehenry.com to look at her tour dates because there's probably one close by where you live, and trust me, you want to see her perform, um, but not enough in California, so we're gonna have to change that at some point here <laughs> uh, we came back in with overjoyed and in a moment you've waited the entire hour we're about to play her new single uh is it a crime we're gonna play it it's an entirety um you don't want to miss that so welcome back nicole thank you great to be back and thank you again for having me it's been yeah. really fun talking I, I enjoyed it a lot. I really did. You also give back a lot and uh, back to that empathy back, you know, that's so important to your performing and to just who you are. Uh, you give back a lot. You live in Miami and there's a few, listen to this. This is very cool. The city of Miami beach and Miami Dade County have named Nicole Henry days. In 2011, 2016, and 2017, she even has days named after her. <laughs> this so is it's crazy to think about. It. That's so sweet, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Tell me about some of the nonprofits that mean so much to you. Um, well, I think it's uh, important for all of us to try to give back at whatever level we can, if it's time or if it's financially. Um because we all needed something somewhere along the way, right? And uh, and the world is not always a balanced, perfect, 
perfect, uh, you know, distributor of, of, of whatever blessings, I guess, in different ways. So, so yeah, so I love, I love um, creating new opportunities and experiences for children. I love children. I think, um, you know, there's in our, whether it's our public education or just, you know, children need opportunities. And so there's a couple of organizations that I have been aligned with over the years. Um, right now, I sit on the board for the Miami Music Project. And basically we have, so far, we, we have about six, six programs running, um, six locations where we give free music lessons to students that don't have arts in their schools. And often, most of the time, those are schools that are underserved financially. So we have about 800 students that we serve right now in these after-school programs. So we bust them from their school, from various schools, and put them to you know the closest location, and they get free music lessons. Um, some of them three days a week, some of them five days a week. And what we've learned and what you know research has proven is that children that have extracurricular activities, particularly in the arts, especially in music, um, they learn so much more than just music. Obviously, it's, it's, it's teamwork, your uh, collaborative work, um, you're practicing, you understand what it means to put time in and then see the results. You know what I mean? Sometimes kids don't get that concept from school and uh, in, in, in just the books and so forth. So, and then you do better in math and, and sciences when you are, you're, when your brain is, te- you know, uh, hooked into music. So, um, so that's, I, I love that. And we, we try to make sure that our kids are also studying and making sure their grades are up to par so that they can continue to come to lessons. So we do encourage these studies. We have some tutorings for them and so forth. And we try to get the parents involved. We really, and that's a big thing. If you're trying to change the life of a student, meaning for the better, meaning that you want to expose them to, to new things, it's always great to try to get the parents involved too, because sometimes if that doesn't happen, then the, 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 change for the better doesn't always uh, you don't get that 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 full uh impact so yeah so so that's one I, in the past i've worked with miami children's initiative where it's similar where we go into school areas or this was particularly in liberty city which has been known um you know certain zip codes just don't get the funding that they need to have serve the full need of the child so um that organization really tries to say child by child, what, what, what does this child need? And, and, you know, with activities, tutoring and so forth, that was what that organization was about. Then there's Young Arts, which again is about the arts, giving kids scholarship money so that they can continue art studies outside of after high school. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I also, just on a personal level, I, I think hunger and homelessness is another cause that I would like to see eradicated. I, I know as a country, we have the ability, we have the knowledge to end poverty, but it's a choice to keep um, to keep a, a quote unquote lower class. And so I think we as humans need to, and Americans need to really use all the studies and that we know to get, to get people out of um, repeat poverty you know family and historic poverty but you know there's a way to get that out or there's a way to get out of that and uh, i would like to see that happen um same thing with hunger you and i both you and i both i I really applaud that for sure well when you if you find no that's it's so true like just watching what was happening in sudan the other night and i'm like how (laughs) 
is that possible? And with all the things that we have on this earth, all the food that we have available to us, all the resources, how is that even possible anymore? The kids don't have food and don't have nourishment that they need. Uh, it made me sad, but but angry also. So I I agree with you. Let's get rid of hunger and, and poverty. And you know, let's start with hunger. Like get rid, there's no reason for that anymore. No. And it's, and it's so involved. It's so involved, but you know, not only the litigiousness of this country, but you know, there's just so much, but it, it's not red tape. Not, yeah. It's red tape. But, but at the end of the day, the children that are suffering and need a meal, you know, how many of us could go, you know, I go hungry. I, I I, I skip a meal and I'm, you know, I, I feel like I'm dying or something. And I, I, I have no right when I look at something like that. So I agree with you. Let's, uh, is there some, some, uh, an organization that you like? Um, um, well, you know, no I, hungry, I, I, I talk about a lot. I give um, to no kid hungry. I give to the uh, harvest. Um, Oh, I, I have them on repeat with my credit cards. I can't, but you know, the, the baskets, the, the different Florida, I can't remember now. And then what about, I mean, do you think it's important in your own community to, to really maybe start there and like the local chapters that food banks and things like that, like the Santa Barbara food bank. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Is to yeah, just, exactly. just try to help people on a local level because, um, that's if we could just take care of what we have right, right within our reach, then we can all do it. We can all make a difference. So I agree. I apologize. Are you hearing the bings when I'm getting a text message? I because yeah, I, I heard my sound on. <laughs> well, I you I just wanted to pass the message. That was Johnny Valente. He just said to tell you hello. Oh, that's too <laughs> <You're bad>. on. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, we have to say goodbye, um, Nicole. And, uh, so sad to do so, but we've been with world-renowned jazz vocalist Nicole Henry. She plays Suge Avery. Um, she's on stage, North Carolina Theater's production of The Color Purple until April 30th. So if you're anywhere in the area, get your tickets at nctheater.com. She's at the uh, really beautiful AJ Theater, excuse me, AJ Fletcher Opera Theater. Um, follow her on Instagram, Nicole Henry Music. And go to NicoleHenry.com, subscribe, and see all that she's up to. Listen to her music. Um, and you've waited for this all hour. We're gonna, about to debut uh, from Time to Love Again on Bannister Records. The song, Is It a Crime? Um, Nicole, I'm going to leave you with the last words and set up the song for us, for the listeners. What are they about to hear? Oh, my goodness. Well... Uh, some people may be very familiar with the original version of this from 1980s uh, with Miss Charday. Um, and basically we've taken the song and, and repurposed it, but it's just such a gorgeous, you feel the depth of, of the lyric and um, is it a crime? I want to applaud my incredible band for this arrangement and uh, my bass player, Eric England, that opens the song with me. Enjoy. Beautiful. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, uh, Nicole Henry, our special guest this hour. Hope to see you soon. Thank you. Great to be with you, Jeremiah. Take care. This may come. 
may come as some surprise, but I miss you. I can see through all of your lies, but still I miss you. It takes a But it doesn't feel like mine. He tastes a kiss. Kisses are not wine. They are not mine. He takes, but surely she can't give what I'm feeling.
This is comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, your loved homes. I love you.